0: And it's time for the last action, Podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot.
1: You think hey, I am a motherfucker? I feel the need,
0: the need, for need. You We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I'm joined by a man whose only wish in life is to become an undercover Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer. Hovercraft Joe.
0: Oh, that was, was, uh, compared to last week, that was a pretty tame um, opening. There
1: were so many ways I could have gone this week. (laughs) I thought, you know what? We'll keep it PG-ish.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Um, so we're talking about uh, Death Warrant uh, tonight. Uh, this episode, we willed into existence a couple... <laughs> we did. We really a couple, did. A couple weeks ago, we just happened to be talking about it. Now we uncovered it. We just decided, we're like, all right, let's cover it. Um, but this movie was... Not what I remember it being, but I guess the only time I had seen it in the past was at that sleepover at your house where it was the second movie of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies we watched. And we apparently weren't really paying attention to it at that point in time.
1: No, at that point we were not. I've seen it several times since, but uh, yeah, this was a movie that on my 10th birthday, I think, ish, when did this come out?
0: It came out September fourteenth, nineteen ninety.
1: All right, so it my eleventh birthday. Yeah. So eleventh birthday. Uh, yeah, we had Jean Claude Van Damme fest at my house, and uh, we did this movie, and I think Lionheart.
0: Yeah, it was it was Lionheart in this. Yep. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, um, but anyways, yeah, and we were talking about that sleepover a couple episodes ago. That's how we, uh, will this movie or this episode into existence. So here we are to cover our I don't know 200th billion Jean-Claude Van Damme movie on this podcast. There's
1: not a lot of like there's not a lot of like classic Jean-Claude Van Damme ones we haven't done yet.
0: I think and I was this, gonna say I I think besides maybe and I know we've always had like the debate about cyborg. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I feel like before he really goes off the deep end, we've it's covered like, pretty much
1: Cyborg and like on the fringe Legionnaire are kind of the only two left I think.
0: Yeah. But other than that, I mean, obviously, there's a ton of JCVD movies haven't uncovered. But you know, we've and we've covered some of the. I feel like the only other one we need to cover off the rails one is whatever that one he made with Rob Schneider.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: uh, I think it's called Knockoff.
1: Maybe I think it is called Knockoff. Yeah,
0: we, we should maybe think about doing that one. But anyways, um, <clears throat> so uh, like I said, this movie comes out in 1990. Uh, we talked about our backgrounds, with or at least, you know, I, I hadn't seen it since that sleepover at your house. Um, and the only thing I remembered about it, which I think we mentioned in that episode, is that he is a Royal Canadian Mountie in it for no apparent reason other than to cover his, like, accent. To maybe?
1: explain why he has a French accent.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, so this movie has a budget of $6 million. Uh, and goes on to gross 16 million. So low budget makes some money, great. Here's fascinating for you. This movie. Yes. The, the Rotten Tomatoes on this movie 0%. <laughs> <laughs> so it is in fact lower than the 9% that Beverly Hills Which got is unbelievable.
1: Guys. There had to have been some kind of issue with the Rotten Tomatoes score, maybe I don't know. Like, well, I
0: think I think the only thing is it says it's only based on like five reviews or something. Right.
1: So, so it's just such a low amount of reviews. This right. is better. This is way better than Beverly Hills Cop Three.
0: Well, let's let's say they're around way better. Okay. Oh, let's, come <laughs> on. Let's let their around way better. Right. Uh, and then and then the audience score is thirty five percent for this. Okay. So, okay, um, let me let me. Uh, Lock in here as I am about to go through the top the top grossing movies of nineteen ninety because we just did nineteen ninety recently and we're doing it again. So the top grossing movies, number one is Home Alone, number two is Ghosts, and number three is Dances with Wolves. Uh this movie, Death Warrant, comes in 70th in the domestic box office. Other movies we have covered on this podcast in nineteen ninety are number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number six, The Hunt for Red October, number seven, Total Recall, number eight, Die Hard 2, number nine, Dick Tracy, number 16, Bird on a Wire, number 28, RoboCop 2, number 30, Young Guns 2, number 36, Darkman, number 38, Predator 2, number 50, Navy Seals, and number 71, Tremors.
1: Wow, what a year for movies. That is 1990 ins- is awesome.
0: That is insane how many movies we've covered in 1990. That is wild. And
1: how many of those movies are really good too? <laughs> like all of them.
0: Well, let's see. I think we just covered that Dick Tracy. Now sucks. <laughs> the uh, you, the you, they think. you hated Bird on a Wire. Uh, Robocop Two was not good. Oh. I, I'm not a huge Total Recall fan. Oh, I love Total a... Recall. Oh, for red October is great. That's great. Uh I was not, unfortunately, on the Teenage Mutant Digital Turtles episode. I feel like one of your brothers' complaints is it was too wet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <that> something
1: something <laughs> dumb like that, and I just wanted to kick her in the balls.
0: Uh uh oh, chops, I love you. You're probably not listening, but um okay, so this movie stars oh,
1: who's in this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's that? Who's in this? Uh Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's right. That's the only person I know of.
1: Really? Robert Guillaume? Yeah. AKA Benson?
0: Oh, okay. I thought he, I thought, okay. I thought, I I kind of had a feeling that he was somebody famous or yeah. I should know who he was, but okay.
1: Um. What about uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine's Armin Shimmerman? He's the doctor, the, the, the creepy doctor in this. He plays Quark in Deep Space Nine.
0: The one guy looked familiar um, because. Uh, and I don't know what his name is, but he was the not the doctor, but the other guy who was talking to the infirmary. He was the guy that played like uh, on Seinfeld when they were making the Seinfeld show within the show. He was the guy that was like playing Kramer on that. So I kept calling him fake Kramer. Fake Kramer. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, the guy that plays Sandman, which Patrick Kilpatrick, that's a great name, right? Uh, yeah. That's weird. Uh, he actually... Is in a million things. He just, for whatever reason, kind of chameleons himself into them. So, like, different things that Patrick Kilpatrick's been in. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, he was an eraser. He, he was an eraser. He's in Burn Notice. He's in The X Files. He was in. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Free Willy 3. No, that's not what I want to bring up. But no, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up right he was in he was in beastmaster 3 he was in uh he was in the replacement killers minority report um he's been in all kinds of different things but he just sort of shows up completely changing himself uh from time to time and he was part of the uh 2021 California gubernatorial recall
0: election oh he was in an episode of angel that's yep. interesting charmed mm mm-hmm. mhm Yeah, this guy's worked on a lot of stuff. Oh, he was apparently on an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, so there you go. he was. He was also, oddly enough, on the Time Cop TV series. There we go. um, Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Net worth. Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's got that sweet, sweet cyborg money. (laughs) What do you think for uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme? He's in the million times.
1: Jean-Claude Van Johnson money. Uh, I'm going to go, I don't even remember what we said, what the, 60 million.
0: That's too much. 30 million. $30 million for Jean-Claude Van Damme. So still pretty good, considering how much cocaine he probably has bought over his life. That's fair. You know what? For him to come back with that much
1: money after spending probably 10 times that in cocaine, that's pretty good. (laughs) Um,
0: No, I just want to say that, I know you talk about the writers, but the fact that this is written by David S. Goyer is insane to me. I had no
1: idea. I didn't either. Going into this. Like, I was watching it. The credits popped up, written by David S. Goyer. I was was flabbergasted. I had to pause the movie and double check, like, Wikipedia and IMDb to make sure I was seeing it correctly.
0: Literally, the first note I have is, written by David S. Goyer.
1: Yeah, that... (laughs) blows my mind and then (laughs) i find out this is the first move first screenplay he
0: ever sold okay well i was gonna say it makes sense because i was like dude i was like he wrote this like how old was he when he wrote this
1: he wrote this as a as a student at usc so this is like a student film that he wrote
0: oh okay gotcha
1: yeah but then it got passed around and then you know
0: what about the director
1: director is uh darren seraphin um or Seraphian. Uh, he, I'm trying to think. He did a lot of TV. He still does a lot of TV.
0: I feel like he's dir- he directed some other Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, right?
1: Uh, what else did he direct? I don't know. He directed Terminal Velocity. That's not Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, no. no. I don't think so. He directs a lot of TV. Like, he, he did... Um, Like, he directs episodes of Blue Bloods, The Gifted, Swamp Thing. He did the the Swamp Thing TV show. Uh, Nikita, The Cape. Remember The Cape? Uh, He did episodes of Lost, Fringe, House. Um, He did Buffy. Um, He just does a lot. He does a lot of TV directing more than anything.
0: I'm scrolling down. I think he directed another Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I don't think so. Maybe he didn't. Huh.
1: I don't think he I did. know
0: why I know why I thought I saw it because I thought I saw something that said like, oh, it was his third collaboration with someone. Oh, but it's the producer, not the not the uh not the director. So I just was confused. So yeah, no. <laughs> um okay, so you want to hear what the tagline for this movie is? Yes. In Bloodsport and Kickboxer, he won it all. Now there are no rules, no escape. And nobody's playing games.
1: All right. Thanks for that. Um, cool. Well, so the background of this movie is a little interesting. Um, yeah. It started as a Canon film. So it was the final kind of movie that he had to do for Canon. But at that time, like as it was getting ready to be filmed, um, Canon went bankrupt. So, uh, it was taken over by, I don't remember who actually ended up, MGM. Ended up distributing it and um, finished Changed the name,
0: right? What? Wasn't it originally called, didn't they say it was originally called like Dusted or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was that? originally
1: called Dusted. Yeah, or at least that's what the original script was called. But then they changed it to Death Warrant. And I don't know if they gave it more money or not. I mean, $6 million is a pretty standard canon level budget. Um, yeah, but, uh, but this was actually filmed prior to Lionheart. Okay. But didn't release until like a year after Lionheart, uh, or within the same year as Lionheart, um, because it was just held up. They couldn't figure out who was going to distribute it because they had to, it had finished going through the bankruptcy process for Canon. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's just a weird kind of film first released after.
0: Yeah. Um, what year? So it it came out. In 19, so was Lionheart
1: eighty nine then? No, they were both nineteen ninety. I thought – oh, wait, no, because you didn't mention it in the thing, so it had to have been – No, I, unless
0: I missed it, but I, I don't think it was.
1: Yeah, Lionheart had to have been 90 then. I don't like it. You know what we can do? We can look it up. Why don't you look it up?
0: Yeah, why don't you look it up?
1: Right freaking now. Let's see. Lionheart came out – no, 1990.
0: Oh, well, then I just missed it then apparently. Yeah. So we, wait, there's another movie? In 1990? Yeah. Hold on, now i got to see. top
1: gross like, All right, so you've got Bloodsport 88, Cyborg and Kickboxer in 89, Lionheart and Death Warrant in 90, Double Impact in 91, Universal Soldier 92, 93 was Nowhere to Run, Last Action Hero, and Hard Target, 94, Time Cop and Street Fighter, 95, Sudden Death, 96, The Quest and Maximum Risk, he does a lot of movies. We haven't that's done a weird, Risk.
0: That's weird because I can't find it. Um, it doesn't show up on the list like that for the domestic box office. Uh, it shows up on the 1991, 58th on the domestic box office in 1991. So yeah. oh, I
1: don't know. Oh, you know what? January 91 is when it was released.
0: Um
1: August for August in 1990
0: in France. Uh Okay, there we go. Glad glad we solved that mystery. Yes. So um okay, anything else you want to mention before we get into the plot?
1: Um
0: which by the way, the plot of this movie is insane.
1: The plot of this movie is bananas. Um no, let's uh let's just go for it.
0: Okay, so again, the first note I have is how I was amazed that it was written by David Escoy. So um <laughs> This movie starts. JCVD is a Canadian Mountie. First
1: of all, I want to say I always forget how this movie starts.
0: So he's a Canadian Mountie. He's in Los Angeles, tracking the person, the dude that killed his partner. Yes. Presumably in Canada. Presumably. Uh, I also like that, like, just like random gang, like street youth show up and he beats them up for like no apparent reason. Um, <laughs> Very slowly too. So he he tracks down where the killer is, who we'll learn is called the Sandman. Right. Um, and, and he's on the radio and they're like, oh, wait, wait for backup. And he's like, no, he goes in without backup. He finds a dead lady. And then he gets stabbed by the Sandman who like bursts out of a closet. And I like that the Sandman apparently has his own catchphrase because he says something like, you're going to sleep. Or yeah, the Sandman, he's
1: really taken this to heart, the fact that he's called the Sandman.
0: Yeah. And it's like but he's yeah, <laughs> like, you're going to sleep, or I'll put you to sleep, or something like that. Um and then Jean-Claude Van Damme shoots him, right? A couple of times. Yeah,
1: I'd say two or three times.
0: And it was it's very anticlimactic, but it's I'm like, he's dead, right? Like he got shot, like and they talk about how he's dead. I take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, so, cut to sixteen months later, uh, and Jean Claude Van Damme's meeting with uh, uh, one of the guys is connected to the prison, but I'm not sure who the other guy is or how he's how he's completely involved in it. I think, but what?
1: So, so one of them is like the the head of the prison system, like in general. Okay. I think the other guy is from the governor's office or something, like a representative of the of the governor.
0: Well, the thing that's wild is, is that so they're like, hey, you know what? Um, we want you to go undercover in this prison in Pennsylvania, um, because no one will know who you are there. It's so like, well, I feel like you could have gotten someone from anywhere, but apparently, his like notoriety after like getting the Sandman killers why they want him to. Um, but basically, they want him to go investigate these murders inside of this prison, right? But like. I guess, like, spoiler alert for the end of the film, but the one guy ends up being, like, responsible for the murders. So, like, why did he want Jean-Claude Van Damme to go and investigate him? Is it because the other guy who they want you to think was crooked is not actually crooked, and that's why the investigation is happening?
1: I think so. I think, yeah, I I, I think the the, the Samarmy guy who you think is going to be crooked is the one sort of spearheading all of this. And, um, because the other guy is the head of the prisons, um, has to go along with it. Right now, why they picked Jean-Claude Van Damme specifically, I don't know. I think yeah. maybe because they could throw the Sandman in there at the end, spoiler alert, to finish him off, maybe. No, but, but like they
0: say, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, listen i'll I'll respect it, David Esquiyer, but it, it and if you're listening David Escoer, reach out to us <laughs> and let us know what we're missing on this. I know you listen to the podcast, sure. um
1: look and we're so. giving you the benefit of the doubt. This is the first movie you sold, like we get it. it we takes get it. time to really develop into into who you eventually became, but but this is kind of a big deal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is confusing to us. We're already confused, and we're like maybe ten minutes into this movie. So, anyways, they, he agrees. Let's let's just we'll table that for now. So he agrees to take the case, uh, and they're like, and the 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 guy that ends up being crooked is like, your point person's going to be my assistant, Amanda. And I don't know why, but so she's going to be his uh, assistant and like uh, his point person. And him and J- her and J- J- JCVD C V D don't get along, but spoiler alert, by the end of the movie, they're going to go to the bone town. Oh, yeah. B- big time. <clears throat> um So uh, he arrives uh, in prison. He gets processed. Uh, he meets Benson, uh, and then he gets put in a cell. I, I like that his uh, cellmate immediately wants to jail. call a Van Damme to give him a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> And Jean Claude Van Damme's like, yeah, no, I'm not giving you a blowjob. Um, and,
1: so, and then like beats the guy up a little bit, and the guy's like,
0: okay, you're the boss. Yeah, but then they become friends. Sure. Um, so he goes to the cafeteria, and there's a dude that's like uh hassling Benson. So Jean Claude Van Damme roundhouse kicks that guy in the face. Yeah. Um, First of all, this pretty-
1: movie, the the groups of inmates in this movie get progressively <laughs> more odd. Like as the movie
0: goes well i don't even want to like i I, i'm so confused and and we're not quite there yet but the whole thing we're i'll I'll wait till we get i'll wait okay (laughs) Okay. i'll wait till we get to it so um so he kicks the guy in the face blah 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 um he drinks some toilet wine (laughs) and then he meets with uh amanda who's his wife posing as his wife and they like you know they talk about the case um so then jean-claude van diem uh beats up some guys in the laundry room who are trying to mess with them because i think it's i think it's the it's guy that he us-
1: yeah so the, he beats up the mexican gang i believe they are and um and so in retaliation they go after him with uh al long uh shows up <laughs> that's who that's who we didn't mention is al long's oh. in this I don't even see him in here as a, as a list of. Um, well, I
0: think he's only in that one scene. He's only in that he's... one
1: scene, but uh, yet another movie that Al Long is in, um, and they have a, a massive like kick off. Essentially, like they are yeah. literally just kicking each other back and forth, and then he eventually does he straight up kill Al Long? You just I think he just beats him up?
0: I think he just beats him up. Yeah. Um, so then uh, after the fight in the laundry room, he goes to talk to Benson or Hawkins. Uh, and, and Hawkins is kind of like, hey, we're not friends. I'm not going to, like, help you out with any of this stuff. But um, he does. It, so then his roommate is like, hey, I'm going to take you somewhere where you can get some answers. And he, like, <clears throat> he takes him to, like, the basement of the prison where priest, this guy, Priest, hangs out. And it's yeah, like h- there's h- no guards hold on, or cells. We
1: have to describe this. Okay, so. He they're walking down this completely abandoned flight of stairs like no guards anywhere doesn't appear to be any kind of cameras nothing and they go down the stairs they go down a few more flights they're in the basement and what looks like regular cyclone fencing covered in white sheets everywhere. There's like this weird shanty town made out of bed sheets in the basement that are divided into different rooms and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And there's no guards or anything down there. Nope. It's just, it's very, very confusing. So, uh, priest tells Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, okay. Who... We need to, hold on.
1: We need to describe priest. Okay. So you walk in priest is like this. Um, he's kind of like a, a Baron sanity kind of dressed yeah, that's guy, not true. Yeah, that's right? true. I mean, and he has all of these. Uh, how do you describe them? They're well, some of them are 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 cross dressers or transgender. Like they're transgender essentially, but he's been providing them hormones so they can transition. Yes. So they're men who have been given hormones to transition to women for whatever they need in the to be sold as like hookers i guess yes in the prison and that's in the
0: this, this seemingly unguarded, unguarded just open area, area of the prison
1: and priest is in charge of apparently all of the black market contraband in this entire prison
0: as well that's true too um uh so after he talks to priest he goes and he goes to the infirmary that's when he talks to fake Kramer, and fake Kramer was one of the prisoners that got killed, like cellmates.
1: Yes, um, he was a cellmate to one of the prisoners. So there, there's the there's cellmate. There's prisoners getting killed in here under mysterious circumstances, right. and. Um, and they're trying to figure out why. Oh, and, and a small plot point that we missed when 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 John, when JCVD comes in for the first time, he meets the doctor and the doctor comments that he has a B negative blood, which is very rare. Uh, that'll come in handy a little bit later down the road. Uh,
0: Right. Yes. Um, so uh, then he's like he's like, oh, I got to sneak in Uh and see these files of like the prisoners who got killed and then like i was confused as to why like hawkins was helping him like hawkins helps him sneak into the file room but like hawkins a scene before was like i'm not going to help you with anything
1: yeah i don't know what the incentive is i think maybe he just wanted it changed his mind and wanted justice for his friend i guess or to stop the killings or but um yeah it doesn't end well for hawkins
0: uh, so JCBD does get a look at the files in the file room. I like when the guard goes in to, like, he hears noise and he goes in there. Um, but he didn't... Um, he doesn't look up. Like, Jean-Claude Van Damme's, like, hiding at
1: Like, in the rafters.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the guard, like, looks everywhere. Um, uh, uh, and then, like... Um, I- I'm calling it right now. Sam Raimi stole the blood drop scene from Spider-Man <laughs> from this movie. I bet he did. Because... Jean-Claude Van Damme's like, he cut his arm uh, on on one of the uh, 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 the drawers. uh, drawers, And there's like a drop of blood that falls down and lands on the table. And like Hawkins puts like a mug over it so the guard can't see it. But Sam Raimi, we're on to you. We know you listen to the podcast. So feel free to come on and defend your blatant stealing of stuff from Death Warrant.
1: Well we all know he's a big Dave S. Goyer fan, so <laughs> um,
0: so then like he he's talking uh, he's, he's talking to Amanda uh, and he's, he's like, oh, we gotta look into these records. He's like, hey, I know I know this kid can do some hacking. which is
1: okay, I, this is a lot to unpack. So they meet so she meets the kid. He is literally a high school kid.
0: Yes. He's like, super horny too.
1: Oh yeah. And really really obnoxious and kind of gross. And, and he's, a
0: ner- he's a nerd he's a nerd cuz he wants to get home to watch Star Trek. Right. Um What what Star Trek was he watching in 1990 by the way? It
1: would've been Next Generation. Okay. Um now my question is how does JCVD know him?
0: <laughs> right cuz he's in Pennsylvania. He's in
1: Pennsylvania. The kids in Pennsylvania. <laughs> JCVD was flown in specifically for this mission. Right? Right. How what is their backstory? I'm very curious as to what their backstory is.
0: Well, then then it's like, okay, it's like, okay, well, is he out? Is like, is maybe the kids out in Los Angeles, but then like, is Amanda flying to Pennsylvania every time she meets with Jean-Claude Van Damme?
1: I don't know. I, I Maybe <laughs> she, I, I I have no idea. Like, I don't know how that works. I forgot that they were in different states, to be perfectly honest with you.
0: Like, Anyways, I mean, it, it, and yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing about the hacking thing. I don't even remember what the fuck they're hacking in this. Like what they're, they're hacking, looking into. They're hacking
1: into the digital records of the prison. Okay. Now, why I couldn't tell you.
0: Yes. Well, uh, and then like they, they he meets a fake Kramer some more, but that's unimportant. There's more computer hacking. The hacker kids more, super horny. Uh, they find the file they're looking for, but it, just as they're trying to print it, it starts like deleting. Uh, but they're able to print like a little bit of it. so they have like a, 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 a like it's the first part true. of the file. Yeah. Um, and, and basically what they find out is that the, the the file is prisoner ID numbers with different blood types. And that JCVD is the uh next next one on the list, right? Right. Um, so they come into the cell at night to get Jean-Claude Van Dam, they kill his roommate. Um uh and then little, like
1: that reminds me, uh, one of the guys in uh that comes in to kill him the Mohawk guy. Yeah. Is Jean-Claude Van Damme's friend who uh plays the villain in Lionheart.
0: Oh damn, yeah. how about that? Um. So. Uh. So then, like, uh, they're they're unsuccessful at killing JCVD, but he still gets uh roughed up by the the head like guard in the prison. Yeah, he's, the like, guard, guard is
1: also corrupt and, and a dick, and um, is just as bad as the prisoners.
0: Right. Uh. Fake Kramer gets killed. He gets lit on fire in his cell.
1: Yeah, like he's in his cell, and somebody they don't say who specifically uh blows gasoline on them and then pours it into the cell and then lights them on fire. Now again the guards don't seem to be in on the stuff with the with the prisoners. Yeah. I don't know how they're not seeing all this stuff happen. (laughs) Like they are this prison is severely understaffed and The people that they have there are completely incompetent. It is (laughs) unbelievable how poorly run this prison is.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you got that basement level where, like, you can just do whatever you want. Um, Okay, so then Amanda comes to visit again, presumably flying in from California. Uh, She gets strip searched by some pervy guards.
1: Oh, like, real pervy. Like Again, these cops... (laughs) They're not, like, working with the
0: prisoners. They are their own just, separate terrible gang, essentially. They're just shitty. They're just um, terrible people. So she meets with, like, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in, like, the Conjugal Visit trailer. And they go to the Bone Zone, seemingly for no reason. Because, like, they haven't really established. Oh, no. Like, the reason
1: any- is he's been in prison, and he's fucking horny. <laughs>
0: So, so yeah, so they go to the bone zone, but no buns, no lady or man buns in this movie. I, like, no,
1: disappointing for Jacqueline Van Damme. Movie.
0: Yeah, so uh, they they find him and uh, Benson find they're like looking around in the infirmary, and they find in like a thing that's marked as medical waste. It's actually got a human heart hidden inside of it. Yeah, uh, and they're kind of like, that's weird. Um, so then the next thing is, okay, this is okay. So then Sandman shows up in the prison. And, and I'm like, <laughs> how is he not dead? How is he alive? I don't
1: know. <laughs> I have no idea how he's not dead, w- why he wasn't put in some kind of federal penitentiary.
0: Well, he's, he's cra- a serial killer. So he would be the, in a federal prison. And the thing is, is that they're like, well, okay, we – when we find out the big twist that like Amanda's boss is like behind everything and, and he's like, that's why we had Sandman transferred in. So it's like, did Junkland let Van Dam know that Sandman wasn't dead? Like, I don't understand. Like he got shot like three times and he was fine. And they just sent him to prison.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, they don't really mention that. I don't know if they, I, I would assume he probably doesn't know that he's still alive.
0: Well anyway, so he's in the prison now, and of course immediately like he like beats up Jean Claude Van Damme and tortures him a bit, and then they keep going with this gimmick at one point he says, Bring me a dream.
1: Yeah, it's real stupid.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, we get it. You're the Sandman. Okay, yeah. we get it. Um And then the
1: cat's out of the bag. Sandman's like, I'm telling everybody you're a cop.
0: Yeah, Sandman tells everyone that he's a cop, right? Um so then we get the big reveal that Amanda's boss Tom was his name. He is, uh, in on whatever's going on. Um, uh, and I feel like they, he, she finds out that he was in on it. And at first they don't explain it, but then this is what I understand what it is. His wife was dying yes. and needed a liver transplant, right?
1: Or kidney or something.
0: It was a liver. liver okay. So, They basically she was low on the transplant list, so he used his prison connections in this crooked doctor to basically steal a liver from a patient to save her life, and then it basically just turned into a big organ harvesting operation from the prison. Like that's why they're killing prisoners to harvest organs based on certain blood types,
1: right? They find out so the doc they bring this doctor in who has been, you find out he's been like disbarred or or, or or disgraced in every other place he's been. Um, they bring him in. They figure out who the clean, so like the the not drug addicted, the the healthy patients are, and their blood types, so this doctor does. And then they kill those patients and then sell the organs on the black market.
0: Right. And the thing... <laughs> So they to, okay like i mean actually i'm gonna wait to mention this to till, till, till the end okay so then uh so everyone in the prison wants to get sean calls van damme because they know he's a cop now right it, this is crazy to me he gets out of his cell right he's he gets out of his cell he goes and he opens all the cell doors right he lets all the prisoners out right but it's like Seemingly a terrible idea, because the next scene he's being chased by like oh. all the prisoners in so, the prison. Yes, so he
1: opens up all these cells. I don't know why, uh, uh, but immediately upon opening them up, uh, there are no guards anywhere. Like right. the entire prison is devoid of guards, except for t- eventually the the super crooked um, head guard shows up with like four people. <laughs> Look, why did he open all those cells? I don't know. I think maybe because he needed to create a diversion so he could try and get out.
0: Like a ruck start the riot so he could like find a way out. But I just right. thought it was funny that he lets it out and then immediately next thing is him being chased down the hallway by like 40
1: person. Yeah, I mean, if he was smart, all he would do is uh, wake up in the morning, go see Priest and say, hey, Priest, where's that magical exit? I'm sure you know you know exists."
0: <laughs> um so yeah so anyway so he gets captured by the uh the the crooked guard but then hawkins and priest show up and save him um uh while they're trying to escape hawkins gets uh shot um and uh the the head crooked guard uh he he shows up and like you think he's gonna kill uh uh the wounded hawkins but priest comes back and like kills him and saves him a
1: homemade shotgun
0: with the homemade shotgun. Um, so then uh Priest is trying to help Jean-Claude Van Damme get out of the prison. Uh, but then Sandman shows up and There's kills only one Priest way
1: to go through the boiler room. <laughs>
0: yeah, they had the, the like didn't they used to have boiler room matches and uh WWE Yeah, like, I believe so. Room uh-huh. Um so uh so yeah, so Sandman kills Priest. Um then like we get he into like
1: some pretty cool too, like well, I, mean, I don't
0: remember what he does. Oh,
1: not priest. I'm sorry. He kills salmon pretty cool. I was getting ahead of myself.
0: Okay. Keep going. So, so him and him and jean Claude Van Damme have a very prolonged fight. Yes. Um, I, I like at a a certain point the whole boiler room just fills up with all the prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> and they they suddenly know where everything's at. And they're just like watching them fight. So okay. So at one point. Uh, in the boiler room, Jean-Claude Van Damme knocks Sandman into this giant furnace, right? Yes. And he's in there for, like, I don't know, like, let's say, like, close to a minute. And then he comes out. He's alive and completely on fire, but he's alive. And he just kind of, like, stop, drops, and rolls. And yeah. he's like, okay, I'm ready to fight again. And he's only slightly charred. <laughs> just slightly charred. But it's like, it's this raging furnace. It's like, like, how did he get out?
1: Oh, yeah. It's basically a
0: cremation oven. Like there's no, he'd be dead. He would be dead. So they fight a little bit more, but then Jean-Claude Van Damme ends up killing him by like, I don't know, ramming his head into like some kind of like.
1: A steam valve. So like he pulls the valve handle off and like kicks his head onto the steam valve and then pushes it and twists it and then he dies. Right, because that's kind uh, of the thing. The thing is, like, the 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 Sandman is sort of supernaturally alive after all of these different killing blows, essentially, and then finally he kills him.
0: Then he's like, "Bring me a dream." And the dream um, is, never mind. So, uh so, and all the prisoners are so they're like they respect Claude Van Dam so much now, which I don't uh, know that, they, that they just let him leave. Uh, he he. Saves Hawkins, brings Hawkins out. Uh, and then Amanda's there. Maybe she flew back in from California. Maybe. And her and Jean Claude Van Damme make out and they play like a really like upbeat like It was so weird.
1: Like the end, end credit song is so it reminded me a lot of the end credit song from Commando. <laughs> it just kinda comes it just, out of nowhere.
0: It just doesn't seem to fit. What was that movie? I feel like was it like is it the original Rambo that has like the really weird song at the end of it, With or is lyrics? it? lyrics, I mean that is yeah. one
1: of them. Yeah, but there is another movie we did where it, it the song came out of nowhere and didn't fit. I'm trying to think what it was.
0: I feel like uh, the song at the end of the original Lethal Weapon is weird.
1: Maybe that, that might have been it.
0: But yeah, so um, so yeah, that's that's the that's the end like, of Death it's, Ward.
1: It's a f- fast movie. It's weird. <laughs> it's quick. I just like.
0: I feel like I don't understand because I feel like i I feel like it's two different movies that they kind of like jam together because there's like the stuff with the Sandman, yeah, and then there's like the organ harvesting thing that never really pays off that much, but then it's like they bring back in the sand. It's so weird. It just doesn't like jive at all to me. like I don't understand the connection between the two things,
1: yeah, I don't get it either. I think. My gut is telling me that this movie was originally like based on the Sandman and Jean Claude Van Damme's characters having some kind of you know prolonged um, feud throughout the entire movie.
0: Well, but I don't even know that because it doesn't sound like, and and you might cover this in the one role reversal I saw, but it doesn't even sound like he. It wasn't like they. Yeah, well, it said that uh, it, it says that uh, Bruce Willis was considered for Lewisburg, but turned down the part oh, right. due to scheduling conflicts with Die Hard too. So it's not even like, and I guess you can kind of tell from this movie, but it's not like this movie was like, oh, this is going to be a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, you know? Like it's like it's almost like they had this idea for this crime whatever movie, and then they put Jean Claude Van Damme in it. So maybe they put in some of the fights and stuff. I don't know. It's like it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a typical Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, you know?
1: Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. This is definitely more of a... I mean, it's a it's a thriller, I would say, more than anything, that they threw action scenes into. Because it doesn't really lend itself... This type of environment and movie doesn't really lend itself to the type of action you would see in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Like, all of his other movies are, you know, they're they're gang fights, they're, they're, you know, like underground fight clubs. Um, this is like yeah. a, he plays detective more than he does fight in this movie. It's really strange.
0: Right. And that's why I'm like, I could see like this being like a Bruce Willis movie or something like that. Like, sure. I just, I don't know. It, it I don't know. I'm not, know i am not going to say some of the stuff I did to say because I just, it, it's very, I don't know. This movie was not what I remember it being. And like I said, I guess it's because I only saw it once when I was 10 years old in your basement. It wasn't that much
1: That's possibly what it was.
0: I feel like the only things I remembered for it is that it took place in a prison and that he was a Royal Canadian Mountie. Yeah. For no apparent reason. Yep.
1: That's that's all I got. Like I don't have any other answers for you.
0: <laughs> David S. Goyer, help us out.
1: Uh, he'll call off. Don't worry. We'll talk but, to him. We'll talk to him later on Discord. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a Discord member for sure.
1: Yeah, he'll straighten us out. Uh, you want to just rate this thing?
0: Uh, sure.
1: <laughs> I kept that going a little extra long because this episode's going to be a little extra short. <laughs> what are we at? 40 minutes
0: oh dang we'll be all fine. right well, we'll
1: uh, you know whatever short episode
0: we'll stretch it out a bit um i'll go first i i didn't really like this movie <laughs> um it doesn't really make any sense like the plot is just doesn't really make sense and, and like i said i almost like it's like two ideas like jammed together like i feel like it would have been a better movie had they, like, without the Sandman aspect, because that's like the confusing part. Like, if it had just been like, hey, we want you to go undercover in this prison and solve this mystery or whatever, it's almost like the sand. But see, that's the thing that's crazy because it's like, well, maybe the Sandman thing was in because they wanted, like, oh, Jean Claude de Van Damme's in it we got to have someone for the fight and stuff like that. But if the movie was originally called Dusted, that leads me to believe that it had something to do with the Sandman. So um, I don't know. And and none of the, the, I mean, Sean claude Van Damme doesn't, I mean, he has like a couple of fight scenes, but none of them are that impressive. Um, uh, There's no splits. There's no buns. Um, I don't know. This movie's just not very good. Like in the pan- pantheon of Jean Claude Van Damme movies, like it doesn't rank very high for me. I don't. I mean, I, yeah, I I I wasn't a fan. I I think I'm gonna go one and a half machine guns for this because wow, okay. I was I was thinking about two, but I really I, I there's there's nothing, and it was just so confusing. Like if I was trying to describe this movie to somebody, I don't know. I I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan, and you know what's funny. I'm sure a lot of people who listen to the podcast think, like, oh, you know, LPJ is a big Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. But I feel like 85% of the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies we've done, I've suggested
1: them. You have. I think you've suggested pretty much all of them.
0: Um, now, I'm going to stick with one and a half. I thought about going to two, but I'm going to stick with one and a half. Because I, re- I really... It, it wasn't terrible, but it was just kind of blah. And the plot was so dumb and none of the action sequences. I were particularly interesting and it, it, the horny hacker. And it just, I, it's, it, there was so much about it, but it wasn't even necessarily fun. bet I'm sticking with one and a half. You know what? I'm okay. sticking with one and a half.
1: Okay. Um, I love this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally, totally, <laughs> totally kidding. Um, yeah, no, I hear exactly what you're saying. Like, this movie is weird. It's just, it doesn't feel like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Or or more specifically, it feels like a movie that was hastily rewritten when Jean-Claude Van Damme was cast in it. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: That's the thing. It's like, I'd be interested to see, like, what was this original script and how much did it change when Jean-Claude Van Damme was brought up board.
1: Right. Yeah, because I like, like that that scene with Al Long in the laundry, I feel, was thrown in. Um, the scene where he's walking down the street at the beginning and those kids stopping <laughs> him was thrown in. You know, I, there's a lot of stuff in here that I think w- is just there because it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. And yeah. they had to put something in there for him. Although I will say this, I don't think his acting was particularly bad in it.
0: No, I mean I, I, I wouldn't say that. No, I don't th- I mean his acting is not one of the major problems. No, no this movie.
1: Which is weird because like I, I think he I think he does a good job of being a desperate man of acting as a desperate man in a prison. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. I think he plays his character well. I just don't think the movie's very good. Um <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like like the, the whole I, like I don't know how to put my I don't can't put my finger on on what it is like it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever and this prison is mind boggling to me like <laughs> the different tribes of people that are in it granted I don't have any practical experience I've never been to prison maybe prisons are like this I don't know but my, <laughs> my guess is they're probably not like this there's probably not. In unguarded basement with a guy named Priest that's covered in that has like a a sheet shanty town created where he runs the underground.
0: Like, I, I would say that you could probably take the probably part. I, I'd say I'd say that that's probably definitely not happening in prisons. Yeah,
1: I, I would imagine not. You know, um, yeah, I don't, and I don't think Cynthia Gibb is that. Gr- not look, I'm not disparaging Cynthia Gibb. I'm just saying. In a normal Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, there's usually a much more attractive person in it.
0: How dare um, you? Cynthia Gibb was great.
1: She was fine, but again, no no tush, no nothing.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like... That, there's yeah. some
1: things that I come to expect from a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. Splits, bad one-liners from Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, uh, some kind of semi-graphic sex scene.
0: That's right, like, and, and that's those what I'm are saying. Things they, I expect they led up to it, and then they really kind of pushed out on it, which is like they really what did the help.
1: Like, it, it really kind of fell short for me in a lot of a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. Although I I did I I liked the Sandman character. Like oh, I, hate, I hate you. I did. I liked the Sandman character. I thought he was stupid and and super villainy in a in a fun way. Um, did you,
0: you liked his real commitment to the Sandman theme? I
1: did. I thought it was so dumb. I, I, I liked how dumb it was.
0: Bring um, me a dream.
1: I, I, I just liked how dumb it was. I don't know. He really went for it. And I appreciate the fact that he did that. Um, but yeah, guys, this movie's not very good. Uh, I would say watch it once, but just to kind of experience the woe that we sort of feel for it. Uh, I'm going to go, I will go two machine guns, though, for it.
0: Okay. All right. Just because, I was. I, I. I could see that. I, I was on the fence, but
1: yeah, I'll go two machine guns for it. Um, but yeah, don't you know, don't go out of your way to see it. But, eh, you know, it's no Lionheart, guys. I was. You
0: know, <laughs> I was. Gonna, I mean, Lionheart is a better movie than this one, I, and I famously am not a huge fan of Lionheart. But, uh, would you say that this is the worst of like the classic Jean Claude Van Damme movies? now that you've kind of revisited all of them through the podcast? The
1: worst of the Jean-Claude classic Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. It's the most different, for sure.
0: Well, you always, and I haven't seen it in so long, but you always have like kind of like an asterisk by Cyborg. So I'm always curious about Cyborg.
1: Yeah, because I don't know that it's... I don't remember him being in it a whole lot. So... We we need to watch it. We need to we need to watch Cyborg. That's just yeah. Now right away. We got to take a no, break for Joe a yeah.
0: second.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like Kickboxer is definitely better. Lionheart's definitely better. Double Impact's definitely better. Universal Soldier's better. Hard Target's definitely better. Time Caps better. Street Fight's better, but for different reasons.
0: Jesus, why have we done so many like all these movies? So hold on, I'm done not done the-
1: sudden death is better. Double team might not be better.
0: Double team is that the one that Dennis Rodman? Yes. Oh, well, maybe not.
1: That one might not be better. Um, and that's it. He's in Last Action Hero as himself, so I'm not going to count that.
0: Why have we covered so many Jean-Claude Van Damme on. movies? We've, on done, this side, we've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven,
1: eight, nine, ten, eleven.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you count the Expendables, too?
1: Nope, 12.
0: And you count it hard target, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So 12.
1: 12 not including Last Action Hero.
0: Okay, that's insane.
1: We've probably done, I think Schwarzenegger's the only one we've done more movies of.
0: I don't even think we've done more Schwarzenegger movies than we have Jean-Claude Van Damme. I really don't think.
1: I don't. You know what? You only you only have yourself to blame.
0: I know, because I keep suggesting them. So, and but you know what? There's not that many more. There's only two more I want to cover: uh, Cyborg and Knockoff.
1: What about Universal Soldier: of The Return? We saw that in the theater.
0: Yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, but I, I would say I want to cover the other two first. But not not for a little bit because this one kind of left a sour taste in my mouth.
1: That's fair. Uh, uh right. Hey, he's in Minions Rise of Gru.
0: Oh, I've never seen any minions or despicable me movies, so Yeah, they're fine. Um, All right.
1: I'm good with that. Uh anything else you want to bring up for this uh this this movie?
0: No, I mean this movie was kind of blah. All
1: right. Well, you know what? Look, David S had to start somewhere.
0: I know. That's the crazy thing that's still like boggling my mind is that David S. Goyer wrote this. And like, I guess if it was the first thing he wrote or whatever, but it's like, I wish, I don't know. Maybe I'll look up. It's like, maybe I wonder if he talked about this movie at all. Cause I, I still have a lot of questions. You know, and listen, uh,
1: you know what else he wrote? What's that? The made for TV, Nick Fury, agent of shield movie.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> Funny enough, I watched that not too long ago. Wow. Um there was a period of time during like like COVID during like quarantine when I was like, "Well, I'm just like I'm going to watch every piece of like Marvel like media that I could consume." Like so I watched a lot of weird stuff. I watched all the um all the 70s like American Spider-Man show. I watched that uh uh Nick Fury movie. I watched the weird Generation X like movie. Yep. Uh, I watched a lot of episodes of Japanese Spider Man. Um, yeah, I went down a weird rabbit hole.
1: Okay, listen, speaking of weird rabbit holes, I'm going to read to you the next two movies that he wrote after Death Warrant.
0: Okay.
1: Kickboxer 2.
0: David S. Goyer wrote that? Uh huh.
1: And Demonic Toys. <laughs> Those were the next movies he wrote after this.
0: I think that's a sign that we really got to do Dollman oh, versus Demonic listen, Toys.
1: Listen to me. I'm reading really, this is what he's written, right? Death Warrant, Kickboxer 2, Demonic Toys, a movie called Arcade, which I don't know anything about. Uh, oh, it was an Albert Peon movie also. Uh, the Puppet Masters, not Puppet Master, The Puppet Masters. I don't know what that's about. Uh, he wrote The Crow City of Angels. And then Dark City, which is a good movie, surprisingly. Uh, Blade, Blade 2, Blade Trinity. then the, then Batman uh, begins. Then he started to get better movies after that. So like Jumper, Dark Knight. Although he did write Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance.
0: I also like how you're classifying Jumper as a good movie. But anyways.
1: It's better than a lot of them.
0: His, what a weird co- career trajectory for David S. Goyer.
1: Yeah. Very strange. And then uh, as far as like uh, TV shows goes, he wrote uh, an episode of Substitute, the Substitute TV series. I didn't even
0: know there was a TV series.
1: Yep. Uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the Threshold uh, TV series, which was weird. Uh, Then obviously Blade he wrote, Blade the series. We wrote Flash Forward. That was a a weird but good show. I enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah. There you go. More stuff too. Krypton Foundation, Sandman.
0: Oh, Sandman was it based on the Sandman from this movie?
1: Was not surprisingly, really? no. It's based on the Neil Gaiman books. And, uh, uh, it is on Netflix and it's very, very good. It is one of my favorite shows on TV.
0: No, oh, I have not watched it. It always oh, seemed like it was good. kind. Of, always seemed like it was kind of a bummer, so I stayed away from it. Oh, it's super good! Uh, I enjoy it. It is uh, kind.
1: Of, I mean, it's it's definitely kind of a bummer, but it's good. <laughs>
0: all right if we stretch it out enough
1: oh we're fine we were we were good five minutes ago all
0: right let's do plugs um i'm gonna plug tubi um oddly enough i watched this movie on amazon prime but i think this movie is available on tubi um as well so if you haven't seen it and you don't have prime uh watch it on tubi which by the way uh now my prime has ads it did ask me if i wanted to pay more to not have ads but i did i didn't do it because why would you yeah, well, you you famously hate ads. I don't I do. mind having them, especially like the prime ones are just like I I don't I really don't mind ads when they just like front load them at the beginning and it's like oh, I don't care. Like I'll look at my phone till the movie starts. Anyways, um but Tubi, 2B, yeah, Tubi's great. To um, be or not to be, was that what Tush was saying last week?
1: Yeah, you know what, fuck Tush.
0: <laughs> he, he doesn't listen, He's so you can say whatever. He doesn't listen. You can say whatever you want about him. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to plug besides Tubi, but, um,
1: you can stop stalling. Either you're going to plug something or you're not. No, I, I was
0: trying to think, I thought maybe would, why would not you do your plug. And if I think of something else I want to plug, I'll, I'll throw it in there.
1: Yeah. I plug discord. Cause that's what I do. I plug discord. So go to discord, join us on discord, chat with us on the discord. Talk to us about this movie and how you think it's, the greatest thing you've ever seen. Cause I know there's some people out there that do. Um, we're also on Instagram. Check us out on Instagram. You know, we'll, we'll chat with you there too. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. It's, but it's a real, it's a real light plug day.
0: Yeah. I was trying to think of someone else to plug, but like, I just don't have anything like maybe like fireball. I did a shot of fireball before we record this episode. Um, yeah. So, you know, Fireball, it's a good shooter. If you're you, looking were you for a listening shooter, listening
1: to the song Fireball while you did it.
0: No, who sings that song?
1: Is that the? Isn't that what it's called? From uh, from Pitbull. No, I don't know. I <laughs> guys, I don't know. It's late. It's late, guys.
0: Uh, yeah. So I, th- I think we're good. I think we covered it pretty good.
1: Oh, we are. We're good.
0: All right. Don't get don't get sassy with me.
1: This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been put to sleep.
0: But bring me a dream.